0: Hey guys, welcome to the Lanes Podcast. On today's episode, we'll be going into the November wrap-up of the NBA. Without further ado, let's get into it. guys, welcome to the Lens Podcast. So before we get into it, just want to say we've had some technical difficulties with our computer. So we had two podcasts lined up that we are going to drop last week and the week before. Um, Lockie's computer crashed on one of them because we accidentally left the uh, lid open. And then on the second one, we've been having problems with our mics. So sometimes Lockie's mic connects onto my mic and it creates an echo. So we could have put it up, but we're not going to put up quality. We're not going to put up garbage. We're going to put up quality for you guys. So... Has been a bit of a week two I mean three weeks of a break. So we're gonna to try to get into this one. Gonna have a really good one for you today. So Falfia, let's get into it. So Locke, what's going on mate? What's been happening?
1: Oh not much, mate. What about you?
0: Yeah, nothing much, mate. Nothing much. Can't really complain. I mean, you know, life's life, mate. Let's let's not let's not waste any time, let's get into it. So for November, we're just gonna get into our three teams that are hot, three teams that aren't being hot. Just looking at some good players right now, so our studs and our duds. Then we're going to get some three teams that are being under the radar right now. So we'll start with our teams that are hot. So the first one's probably the biggest given in the NBA. We're going to talk about the Lakers for a bit. So Lakers on recording this is we've been recording this on the twenty eighth of November. Just got another win against the Pelicans. So AD's old team, fifteen and two now, isn't that right, Lock? Fifteen
1: and two? Uh, sixteen and two actually.
0: Sixteen and two actually. So that means that they're just flying right now. I think the the big thing for them was you know, lost the first game. People thought, it was going to be a bit of adjustment. After that, no adjustment. I think they've been the best team in the NBA by a mile. Um, The only team I think that can hold a candle to them, probably the Clippers. Now, Paul George in there. They're looking pretty good, but apart from them, I don't know. I just think it's a two-man race, but I want to talk about the Lakers. The Lakers just look really good with their spacing. I mean, they look really good as just a ball club. You know, they look like LeBron's in a happy place In a good place in his career You know, he's kind of rejuvenated a bit So, you know, I think that stems down to trickle effect If your best player's in a happy mood Playing well, playing free Your whole team's going to play free I think another piece of that is Danny Green, I think he's a really important piece for them He spaces that floor so well And he's the perfect teammate for LeBron You know, will do the dirty work on defense And, you know, get to his spots Never complain, never whinge And be be that leader that you know, he does have A D and he does have players, you know, that have been leaders, but he hasn't had a, a marksman leader since probably Ray Allen. So it's really good to see him, you know, thriving in this role. Uh look, what do you reckon about Lakers right now?
1: Yeah, they're on fire. I mean, yeah, their schedule's been quite easy to start the season. But in um, saying
0: that, sixteen and two, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, sixteen and two. They've had two losses. Um LeBron's averaging twenty five, seven and eleven assists. So nearly a triple-double. Nearly, nearly triple-double. And then you've got AD averaging 26 points, uh, nine rebounds and three assists. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good to watch. Their offense is very free-flowing. free, free, free flowing. Yeah, um, really free-flowing. Uh, they're, they're really, you know, exciting. They run the break. They, they sort of play, you know, that showtime basketball. It's good to see a team that um, their two stars are performing to their expectations, um, if not exceeding them. Um, we knew that the Lakers... Had a deep roster and a deep rotation.
0: Um, and well, I don't know if people did really think that, but I I knew they were going to be deep. but I didn't think they were going to be this deep. To what? To what? When you're saying they're deep, I didn't think they were going to be this deep. Like they've got Queen Cook, you know, they've got players that don't play at all that can come on and make an effect. Like Troy Daniels, you know, they got they're just deep, deep. Like they're very, very deep. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of people sort of you know didn't probably bet on them to get off to a the start that they have to today I mean they're 16 and 2 and they've got that the best winning record in the NBA and their first seed in the West and they've just you know on a nine game win streak at the moment um, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how they go the road ahead they've handled the teams I mean everyone you know they said and they stressed that they had to handle the bottom feeder teams um, but they've done a good job of it they've handled them um, and you know they've still got to a couple easy games coming up but again the 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 lineup does get a little bit harder. But yeah, they you know, like you said, it's good they've got a clear, you know, two stars. Um and oh, two superstars, got, not stars, superstars. No, two superstars and they run the show and then they've got perfect role players in their spots. Um I think Kyle Kuzma off the bench is you know, he hasn't really he's another player we might talk about later in the podcast, but uh, he hasn't really performed to his it's just as, know, his, I, I think his highest. For,
0: yeah I think you know. for yeah I think for that it's just he has not got his legs under him yet he still was kind of coming off a bit of an injury. So I think once he comes back off that injury, you know, he's, you know, two, three weeks into it, you know, he's going to, he's going to struggle a bit because, you know, he's not, gonna, he's not going to get as many touches of the ball as he used to. So he's just going to have to adjust through that. But I think he's a player that can adjust through it. And personally, I think he'll probably, you know, be a really good piece of him off the bench coming down the track into like, you know, the later part of the season and into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're, it's good to watch the Lakers back in the way they're playing right now, and and LeBron's leading that. I mean, today they're versus the Pelicans, and AD went back home and had forty one. It was actually the first player in NBA history to go back to their old stopping ground and score over forty points. I think it was. Um, yeah, he had forty one against the Pel today. He had the game, sti- uh, the game steal, game uh, winning steal. Um, yeah, and he sunk the two free throws to put him ahead. And it was, a, you know what's funny? I was watching the game today, and third quarter time, they were down by 11 or 12. Um, but yeah, Lakers being Lakers, they've been down a couple times in these games, and they've just come back and, you know, won the game. You know, it's funny that the whole one quarter can make a difference. And they came out in the fourth, and AD and LeBron, they just took over. And like you said before, their rotation is they're great because if you go double AD, if you go double LeBron. It, they're just going to find shooters, and the AD is pretty good at you know kicking it out of the post. He's a pretty smart player. LeBron's just LeBron, um, and they've just got perfect role pieces that, that fit in perfectly. And they, you know, they're all basically shooters. Um, uh, AC is being really good off the bench, um, and uh, Quinn Cook, yeah, he's he's there too. It's it's funny they've got a deep guard rotation with um, uh, Quinn Cook, Rajon Rondo, Alex Caruso. Um, Contavius Cardwell, Pop, I think he starts at the moment, uh, but yeah, they've got a really deep guard rotation as well. That's deep,
0: without Avery Bradley right now.
1: Yeah, that's that is, that is without uh, Avery Bradley. So yeah, it's th- gonna be interesting to see, but them going on if they can keep it up. But yeah, they've definitely been off to a hot start. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. So for me, we're gonna move on with the Lakers. You know, they've we've had a nice talk about them. So our second team we're going to talk about is the Boston Celtics. Now, the Boston Celtics are the second seed in the yeah. East right now. They did just have a win against Brooklyn, Uh, Kyrie didn't play, which would have been cool to see if he didn't play, but the main thing I want to talk about Brooklyn is, you know, a bit of an addition by subtraction, you know, I think Kyrie does get a little slandered. I think his name gets dragged in the mud, but I think it was just, you know, the pieces were there, they're a championship contending team, it's just, is a better fit than Kyrie, so... I think, you know, you addition but subtract, but you're still adding at the same time, if that makes sense. You know, Kemba's still an all-star. He's still, you know, a deservedly all-star starter in the last game. But I think he's more of a team player. But that's not saying that Kyrie isn't. I just think he suits that team more, because Kyrie does, like, you know, a lot of isolation plays and deservedly so, he's one of the best ISO players in the world. So you got to give him his due. But I think that team, Boston, is more of a selfless and team-oriented team. So... I think that's a really, really nice piece for him. I do like watching Boston play. I think one player I like to talk about is Marcus Smart. I think he's he's one of the most underrated players in the league, and I think he's just finally starting to get his due credit. I wouldn't be shocked if they start him, you know, in games and put Jalen Brown at the bench. But whenever he's on the court, the Boston Celtics look good, and he always is a having. An, sorry, he always is having an impact on that team. So that's why I like the fifth C. I think that they're gonna still make a trade. I think they're gonna try to get a big man. I mean, there's been a report that, you know, maybe Kevin Love, Stephen Adams, Clint Capella. I don't know who they're going to try to get, but I wouldn't be shocked if they try, what, try to make one more move, because they, you know, could very well be in the conference finals, you know. Right now, I probably wouldn't, but if they can make a move, they get another piece, you know, see what, like, like what Toronto did last season, you know, get a big like Marcus. Saul. I wouldn't be shocked. I I think that they're a nice little young team who's still got four or five year potential in this, in this each. So, Locke, what do you reckon about them?
1: Uh, yeah, they've been. Really, they've got off to a really hot start um, in the NBA. and Kemba Walker's fit in like a, you know, he's, he's been straight in. Didn't look like they skipped a beat. Um, and they've been really excited to watch. I listened to a podcast, actually, the other day, The Jump. Um, and Rachel Nichols interviewed um, Danny Ainge. And he said, I don't know why Kyrie gets all this slander, because I think the blame should be on me. Um, and he admitted that he should have done more to make that team a championship team he said i just sat back and let it happen and he said he should have jumped in and and made things happen so that's something interesting there but um yeah and then they said you know once losing a player like Kyrie they had to look on the board and, and they thought to themselves you know who's going to fit that piece and Kemba was that next guard all-star guard who could come in and really play like you know IT played back in the day when they had the Celtics and you know they've got a they've got a 12 and 4 record they uh uh, they are second in the East, and thirteen and four as of today. Sorry, um, and yeah, they've been on fire. Uh, they did verse Brooklyn today, and and Kyrie did miss that game. There was a lot of um, there's a lot of signs going around today about the uh, coward. There was a couple coward signs put. Yeah, think that's over the top of it uh, But you know, that's just as people think. Um, people, all the you know home fans are always going to do. Um, but you know, it's uh, it was a good game. You know, obviously Brooklyn not having their full strength team, but you know Boston have out you know outperformed their expectations. And um, Marcus Smart has been massive for them. Um, I think defensively he's stepped up to another level. We all knew he was a great defender, but I think he's just showing it this year. Um, it's sort of showing through uh, more for him. And you know he's he's starting at that point guard. He started point guard the other day because Kemba was out. Kemba came back today. Uh, so he's funny, you know, he can come off the bench. You can start him at the two guard. Um, but I think they do lean towards having him come off the bench because um, he's such an impact player. Um, he does, he, he's been able to, it's funny, They another interview I watched was with him talking about how, you know, he likes to mark bigger players. And he, you know, he in Boston they do a lot of switching, but because of their players they have on their team, they're able to switch almost one to five. Um, and guard one to five, and sometimes you know, you know, Marcus Smart might give up a couple inches, but he's able to guard a bigger player and be a pest um, towards them. So yeah, that really helps them in that set, set, situation, and he's really taken a step up. And I wouldn't be surprised if he would be in the uh, running for defensive player of the year at the end of the year. It could be a sneaky one in the uh, top three candidates.
0: Yes, exactly right. So our last team that we're going to talk about that's been really hot right now are uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, Milwaukee are first in the East, I believe they're... 15-3. 15-3, and, and,
1: and yeah. And they're also on a nine-game win streak.
0: Yeah, so they've been looking pretty good right now. I think, you know, they're always going to be, for me, a good team. I thought that before the season, it would have been Philly and Milwaukee, and uh, I still don't believe that will be true and will come to fruition, but, you know, I still believe that milwaukee is going to be the team that's probably going to be number one in the east in the standings they're a very good regular season team they have Giannis who can take over games at any point of time they also have just really really good role players and i'd like to say chris middleton's that second piece who can step up like a player that can you know you can give the ball to you know not Giannis is not not struggling sorry Not that if Giannis is struggling, but if he needs a break and he needs a breather or he's off the court on the bench, you know, he can still be, you know, serviceable for them. So I really like them. I think a player that for me should be getting some more minutes, maybe Dante DiVincenzo. I do like him. I still think, you know, you can't really fault what Milwaukee's doing. So I I, I think that they're gonna be a team that's still gonna, you know, improve, which is funny to say because they're coming first right now in the East. But yeah, they're, they're, they're a team I'm not I'm not massively fond on because I knew that they were going to be good. I knew that, I, we all knew that the lakes were going to be good too and we knew that, you know, we also knew that Boston were going to be good but not this good. So, for me, Milwaukee was just this team that was, it wasn't inevitable that they were going to be this good but it's funny because we knew how good they were last year and they haven't really looked like they've missed a beat. So, that's why I'm saying this. Like, what's your opinions on Milwaukee right now? Um,
1: Yeah, they've, They've um, they've come out strong. Um, they look like they haven't skipped a beat. Giannis, coming off his um MVP season last season, who averaged about twenty-seven points, he's currently averaging thirty-one. Um, he's taking more threes than he has ever in his career. Yes, he might not be making them at a high percentage, but um, you know, in order to become a shooter, you have got to shoot the ball. Uh, and sometimes success might be not be straight away, but that's something in the, the grind of the NBA, and we've seen it through a lot of players. Uh, develop their jump shot over time and I think it's going to be really interesting to watch but he's shooting more threes he's also making more threes just not at a high percentage at the moment I mean he's he's scored a 50 point game against uh, I think it was the Jazz I think it was Utah
0: yeah I believe it was
1: Um, could have been Utah and they um, he again it's funny a crazy player who you know only shot maybe four or five threes that game didn't make many but he got 50 points predominantly from the inside how do you stop a man like that it's it's uh he's a freak of nature and you know i can't i wouldn't be surprised if he's in the mvp um race at the end of the day and he the whole team has been performing well uh west matthews another player who's been performing um really well um another vet person who just comes in three and d player um knows his role he's perfect for Giannis. uh they've got lots of shooters on them on their team chris been performing well um, I think both Lopez brothers has helped them out a lot. Um, a little bit of depth in the uh, backup center there, and um, yeah, they've got a really deep team. Sort of got the perfect uh, players to play around Yarnas, and yeah, as you said, they, we don't know about Chris Milton as being that second piece, but he's showing it as so far. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the race for um, winning the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. Um, it's going to go down to probably about four teams, but I can see them coming out of it at the moment, the way they're playing. Um, but yeah, Eric Bledsoe has been playing well as well. Um, as you said, Dante DiVincenzo is a, is a good player to watch um, out of Villanova. It's just, I think he's just going to get lost in the rotation with all the players that um, they have on their roster.
0: Yeah, I think if he was on a team that was bottom feeding, he'd probably be getting, you know, quality backup minutes. So just, you know, it's going to be hard for him to get into a rotation. But I just... What to talk about him because I do like how the way he plays.
1: Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're on a nine-game win streak. They've come out hot. Um, Giannis is averaging 13 rebounds and six assists, 31 points. That's absolutely um, crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I think everyone's performing well. Everyone's doing their role, and hence why they're 15-3 and three at the top of the uh, Eastern Conference.
0: That's exactly right. So what we're going to move on to now, we're going to do our... Three teams that have been under the radar so far. So our first team that I want to talk about, it's pretty, pretty obvious, I think, for people. Um, it's the Luca Doncic team led by Dallas. So the Dallas Mavericks have been, you know, really, really good for me. I I remember they they played the Lakers and they only lost, you know, simply based on LeBron James. So you know, watching Doncic play right now top five in the MVP, you know, you'd probably have LeBron, Giannis, Harden, i say Lucas in there, AD maybe, you know, a lot, I, I I don't know, but I think he's top five in there right now, I think Kristaps is really starting to find his feet, and you know, if he can start to be a dominant player, I think this team's got no, you know, the potential to be a top four seed, not maybe this year, but next season and the season after, because, I do think they need one more piece, like a reliable, like a reliable scorer. I think someone like a Tobias Harris would have been a nice piece for them. You know, maybe they can't get a piece like that. You know, I thought maybe, I thought maybe I was maybe I'm being you know a bit, bit buoyant or biased, but I thought that Tim Hardaway Jr. could be you know an instant offense scorer, but he hasn't really been super consistent so. It's going to be hard. I think they should try to move on from him. I think they should try to dump him and trade him. Maybe if they do a salary dump or something, you can trade him. But, you know, I really do like the way that the Dallas Mavericks play. They just play free, free-flowing. And they just play like they're energetic and having fun, you know, with the young guns from Europe. Locke, what do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was very hyped on watching Luka and um, KP at the start of the year. And, yeah, they've definitely performed. I mean, who knew that Luka Doncic would have taken... Uh, you know, coming out of his uh, rookie year and taking it to a whole nother level, you know, sometimes they just flatline a little bit, and he's shown none of that. He's absolutely came out on fire, averaging 30 points a game. Um, he's averaging 10 assists and 9 rebounds.
0: Right now, would he be an all star starter? Yes. Yeah, I think so too.
1: Put him in there as a hot, hot, hot take there. If they weren't
0: doing votes, just the top five players from the West, he'd be yeah, in there.
1: Yeah, by far. The way he's performing easily. Yeah. Um, He is, yeah, he's on fire. There's no stopping him. Um, He's, at the moment, easily in the MVP race. Um, He's been on fire, and and the reason he is in the MVP race is because he's making his team win, Um, and that's a big thing when it comes to, you know, are you going to be a candidate for an MVP for the season? You have to you know, be able to not just perform well and get good stats, and um, you've got to be able to uh, lift your team and, and bring success, and currently fifth in the West, and... I don't think many people would have thought that they're going to be coming fifth in the West, and obviously it's early, early days. Um, yeah. But I think it's onwards and upwards here from from here out um, with these guys, and like you said, once KP sort of finds his feet, uh, I think they're going to go to another level too because uh, they've really had Luca on an absolute tear, um, and KP's still coming back from the injury that that you know the ACL injury. Some people take longer than others, and he is. Someone that if he is going to keep going and get back to that sort of rookie season, uh, second season he had with New York, then yeah, there's it's going to be scary to watch.
0: Yeah, they actually, they actually, you know, for me, I believe that big men, you know, struggle a bit more recovering from injury, especially lower leg injuries. So for him to be, I think he was averaging 20 and eight. You know, that's pretty good, and he yeah. still hasn't. He's, he's seven foot three. And two. you just, and you just, you can kind of tell from players when they haven't really hit their full peak or full straps. So you know, when he gets back into it, you know, he's going to be a beast. One player I'd like to talk about is Dwight Powell. I think, you know, he is that that piece that I thought they needed another speak, like a a good center, but he's honestly been one of the better centers in the league. When I say that, I mean he's been very consistent, and, you know, for that team, he does his job. So not one of the better centers in the league, but he does his job and he fits that team so well that not a lot of players could fit that role so well. So I just wanted to talk about him and say how well he's going. But, yeah, we're going to move on from Dallas. We're going to talk about our second team, and our second team is the Miami Heat. You know, I wouldn't have expected this from Miami at all. You know, I do like Jimmy Butler. I do like how he plays, but I just didn't know that right now, when I say this, that he could lead a team from like Miami that, you know, I think everyone, for me, wouldn't have had him that high right now. So, that, you know, for me, you know, full-on great props to them. They've been playing really well. I do I do still think that Eric Spolster is an underrated coach, which is funny because he's two time champion. I don't know I don't think he got coach of the year, but you know, he's been very close to it, so I think he's done a great job with this team and the one piece that we all want to talk about is Tyler Hero, but the other piece I think is Kendrick Nunn. I think Kendrick Nunn, you know, he came out saying today I'm the rookie of the year. And you know, probably he is right now. Right now it's probably either him, Ja Morant, maybe Tyler Hero you know, the three candidates for Rookie of the Year, so he's been playing really well. I do like Tyler Hero also. I like the, how he can space the floor. I think he's a perfect piece for Jimmy Butler, perfect two-man. It does help that Dion Waiters isn't playing right now, so he's getting those minutes, but I like the the, the young pieces that they have right now. I also like Bam Adebayo. You know, I like, I like the core of Jimmy, Bam, Tyler, Kendrick Nunn. I like Goran Dragic off the bench. I don't mind paying him that money. So I like the pieces they have. Myers Leonard's been playing pretty well, you know. I still think that they could maybe make a trade, maybe get a CP three, or get a nice piece. Wouldn't be shocked if they tried to get another piece, maybe to jumpstart it. But if I was them, I'd let the young guys come through, you know, play the minutes because they're going pretty well right now. So I really like watching Miami. Lock, what's your opinion on them?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, hot take maybe Dion Waiters gets traded. Yep, that's not.
0: Hey, I don't think that's a hot take actually.
1: Um, I think, yeah, he could easily get traded towards the end of the seat or, you know, trade deadline. And, I mean, you know, it's funny, you look at Jimmy's stats, he's not doing anything outrageous. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, but you watch him and you can just tell.
1: Uh, 18, not about 19 points a game, but I think it's their role players. All their role players are, you know, just coming together. And obviously, yeah, Jimmy's leadership is there, but I think it's, you know, with their role players, they're all starting to click and, you know, bam, Bam's coming out, he's averaging 14 points a game, 10 rebounds. Um, you know, we played 39 minutes today, but, um, he's playing big minutes. You know, Kendrick Nunn, we've talked about a lot. Um, another player we don't really know, but Duncan Robinson.
0: Yeah, Um, he's been playing really well, like really well.
1: Yeah, he's, um, he's got 10, he's averaging 10. You know, Justice Winslow, Tyler Hero, uh, Goran Dragic, uh, James Johnson, Kelly O'Linick, You know, the list goes on with the players they have, and they're all performing well. Every single player on their roster is performing well, and, um, obviously... It's um they're fun to watch. They're twelve and five. Uh, not many people would have thought they're going to be fourth in the East with a twelve and five record. You know, a couple of weeks into the season. But um yeah, I think Tyler Hero's performing, maybe even outperforming his expectations of what we thought. Sort of a little dark horse there, and you know another player who's come out of nowhere. It was um you know obviously we talked about Kendrick Nunn before, but you know he's there. But I think these players now, you know, with Jimmy there, are pushing. Miami over the hump and getting these wins um you know they have the veteran leadership of Jimmy Butler of Goran Dragic of like Kelly Olynyk and these players and, that have been through the league for a while and then they've got these rookies who are really talented um and you know Tyler Hero is just an elite shooter uh Kendrick Nunn crafty player you know not been, not really heard much of him and he's out here dominating so yeah, it's been good to watch and um I think it's got, the success will continue for Miami
0: yeah, the success will continue, and I don't see them slowing down, to be honest with you. So, last team I'm going to talk about, that's under the radar right now, and they are the reigning champs in the league. They have no Kyle Lowry, too, right now. So, I think that's pretty good, It's Toronto Raptors, you know. For me, it's funny, they're kind of like a Miami too. When I say that, they had players like Duncan Robinson, you know, who played last season, did get a lot of minutes. Then I had Kendrick Nunn. But they got a player, Chris Boucher, Chris Boucher. I don't know how to pronounce it, sorry. They call him Slim Duck, you know, he's been playing really well for them, you know. It's funny, they can just produce players. You know, they produced him last season, it was Pascal Siakam, you know, the season before, it was Jakob Pertl. So they produce young players. So for me, that's what I really like. Sorry, Fred Van Vliet, sorry, it was the other one. Don't know how I forgot him, but yeah. They're really producing young players, but you know what, these players are actually balling out. For me, Toronto, I, I still think they're a top four team in the East. That could be a hot take, but you put Kyle Larry back in there and I think, you know, once Ron DeHellis Hollis Jefferson starts to find his feet a bit more you know, get more acclimated, he'll get some more minutes. I think they're a deadly team that I would not want to face in the in the in, in any playoff series. You know, Mark Marcus, you know, an absolute veteran. You know, he's he still wants to win. You know, for me, O. G. boy he's looking really good, looking like, you know, He's going to be a nice piece for them in the future. You know, Pascal Siakam's an all-star right now. Fred Van Vliet's playing at nearly an all-star level. Maybe he's not as consistent, but he's been playing really well. So I really like Toronto. I think that they're not getting as much credit because there's no Kawhi. But if Kawhi was there right now, I would still put money on them to win the chip. You know, that could be a hot take. But, you know, they're, they've they got such a good support system in, in place. They could make a trade and get a big start and probably still be in the, in the race. So... For me, it's, there's, it's no shock why they're going so well. I mean, look, what do you reckon about this team?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, Kyle Lowry's out, so it's um, they've got some players, you know, performing well. I think Pascal Siakam has taken the reins of the offense over, and um, you saw the other night when he was on fire, and, you know, it was basically the reason they won the game against Philly. They were down by six in the fourth quarter with about four or five minutes to go, and he, um, you know, just... Was on fire and, and got that steal and the dunk at the end to put him up. So, he's been on fire. There's no stopping him. He's you know averaging twenty six points a game, eight rebounds, and he's, you know, like I said, he's just a he's a good player to watch. He's, you know got the he's got a shot on him. He's got some length, a um, bit unorthodox, but he is you know really really crafty to watch. Um, another player like you said was Fred Vleet He's outperforming, you know, his season before, um, averaging eighteen points a game and seven assists and. You know, obviously, with Kyle Lowry out, he needs a little bit of more scoring, and he is a scoring guard, and he, you know that's what he does. He lights up the offense, and he can light up for you know 20 to 30 points, maybe even a 40-point game here and there. And um, he's again, this team has a lot of pieces that are. You look at them and you you think you know they're a bit all over the shop with their roster, but you know they still got Marcus Sol there, Serge Barker uh, Yeah,
0: Serge hasn't been playing either.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, he's not been playing which hasn't is, you know, for a while. Which is pretty good, too. He's still averaging 14 points a game for them. Kyle Lowry, you know, he's out at the moment, averaging 21 points. Because,
0: so, like, the only piece that left them from their championship team was basically Kawhi. There was never yeah. really other pieces.
1: And, you know, they've got Rondes, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson Hollis in there as well. Um, so they've got some good pieces here. Um, And, you know, they're third in the East with a 13-4 record. And I think, you know, they're in the East, which is, you know, a positive... Uh, for them, and, you know, I can see the success continuing easily for them and the way they're playing without their, you know, I'd say, you know, one of their um, leading defensive players is in Serge Barker and, you know, one of the, um, you know, the point guard that runs the show, Kyle Lowry, I think if they're on on a tear at the moment without, them, when they, without those guys, uh, you can just imagine what those guys are going to be like when they're, um, when they, what the Raptors are going to be like when those guys come back, and I think easily 13-4, I think you could, you know, they don't, they don't look like the skid to beat. Um, and winning that no, championship, no, no. winning a championship, does a lot for you. And like you said, they really just lost Kawhi and Danny Green. That was really it. yeah. Sorry, Danny Green. Sorry. And you know those two pieces left, but they filled holes. And you know people stepped up like Fred VanVleet, and we saw that in the finals last year. Anyways, we knew that he was. Um, you know, he sort of showed his his talent as a of a player. So um, yeah, I, I can easily see them. You know, continuing to get wins, especially because they're in the East and it's a little bit easy for them. But yeah, I can see them being a top four seed for sure.
0: Yep, absolutely. So we're gonna move on and talk about three teams that haven't been under that have been underperformed, but I just want to talk about one. I think, you know, it's hard to put into perspective three teams, but this one team we're gonna talk about, they have been underperforming because they've been such a stalwart of the league for, you know, twenty years. So this team is the San Antonio Spurs. So right now I think they're on an eight game losing streak. Which is unprecedented for a team under Greg Popovich. They just haven't they haven't looked good, you know. I don't think they're missing anyone by injury. I don't think they're missing anything. The only real pieces I like from watching them, I like watching Deontay Murray. I like watching Patty Mills. You know, right I do like still watching the Mark Sorge, but for me, like Rose and what's he been doing? Unfortunately he hasn't been doing a lot. I still I still think he's a great player, you know, he could be an all star in this league we've seen it he's got such such a good game but he just hasn't worked in san antonio i don't think you can call this you know a good fit for him so i wouldn't i wouldn't shock be shocked sorry to see him get traded you know it's just funny i don't I don't understand what's going on there their system works you know they probably have the best they have the best coach in the nba so yeah it's it's funny maybe maybe this is the year that san antonio finally you know Moves a bit lower and does not make the playoffs because right now they are not looking very good unless they do do some trades or do a bit do a bit of movement. I, I just can't see them getting out of this hole as much as they as as per se. Sorry, lock. What do you think about them?
1: Yeah, they're definitely under, underperformed. I mean, you look at their team. They added some nice pieces. Um, I think the Trey Lyles pickup was a nice piece at the time. Well,
0: first off, would you rather Trey Lyles or Marcus Morris?
1: Oh, obviously Marcus Morris. But because think, they did have him,
0: which was, you know...
1: As a fun, yeah, but I look, I like Trey Lowe's, I like youth, and I think um, he's a good player that could have been, you know, good for the system. But I think they've got a lot of role players. Damari Carroll's in there as well. Market Bellinelli, Paddy Mills. Um, and then you've got Demar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. Rudy Gay's still in there. Uh, DeJounte Murray's come back from his injury. Uh, you know, they've got... Uh, and, you know, they've got the... You know, pickups like Lucas Savanich from the rookie from the draft, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker. They're definitely you know, definitely building for the future. Um, but I think they need a trade. I think they need to trade one of their stars and I think uh, it, LaMarcus, be, it has to be
0: DeRozan. It won't be Lamarcus.
1: The Lamarcus Audrey, DeMard derozan combination just doesn't work because they're so heavily involved in the mid range. Yeah, mid range shooters. They're just that can be easily defended, and, you know, they don't have enough three-point shooters um, on their team. They do, look, they do have a lot of three-point shooters, but they're, they're very one-dimensional, That they're on that team to shoot, be a shooter. They, you know, they don't offer anything on the defensive end or, or anything else, and I think, you know, that's where they're struggling now, is DeMar sort of hasn't really, you know, gone up, taken his career to another level in, in San Antonio, or, you know, it hasn't made his career worse, but, I think Lamarcus Aldridge, is another player there, but they're just both the same. They're playing the, they play heavy, heavy. A lot of their shots come from the mid range or the paint. So, and I think it's just clogging it up. And I think they need a floor spacer. So, you know what? I I would I wouldn't even stress about winning this year. I'd build. You know, they've got a lot of young pieces, and I think they could, you know, get a nice little pick or pick up a young, young, young person from um, in a trade with uh, Demar Derozan. I think you know a piece, a place you could go get a young poop. Per- Pieces Orlando, uh, I could see maybe Demar going back to the East, uh, maybe playing for Orlando. There's a couple young pieces from that team that you could pick up. Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon there, for example. There's Jonathan Isaac. There's a couple pieces in there that are young and, and got some talent. But I think when you look at it, I think you know, you, I think they need to trade one or the other. And I think it's probably le- more leaning towards they trade uh, Demar to Rosen. But yeah, I, that's where I think I think there needs to be a trade, um, you know, sometime yeah. throughout the year
0: absolutely so what we're going to move on to our next our next subject this will be our last subject we're going to be talking about our studs and duds so three players that we think being you know the best players in the league and then three duds who have not been really performing so our first one we're going to talk about is luca we did talk about it before but i think luca will be in five years the best player in the league that's a hot take massive take but i think he's going to be that good I think he is so skilled and so smooth it's just it's hard for offenses like you go to a scouting point how are you going to scout him he can shoot the ball can lay can you know drive great in pick and rolls great vision he's got everything so like it's so hard to scout for him he's so smooth he's not very fast but he just gets to his spots you know so for me he's gonna be even better now that he's got pieces with him i just really like the way he plays and i wouldn't be shocked if you know dallas keeps rolling wouldn't be shocked if he's in, you know, not not getting the MVP, but top three consideration for the MVP. I mean, if they were going to do a most improved, he'd be he'd, he would have to win. He'd have to win it because he's the most improved player in the league right now. You know, he goes from not an all star to starting all star, maybe an MVP candidate. So, you know, we're not going to talk about much on him. Um, we also had we had LeBron. LeBron doesn't really need to be spoken about. You know, he is the best player in the world right now still, if you ask me. If you ask a lot of players, people in the world, he's the best player right now. So we're not going to talk about him that much. He's he's just he's just a machine. And our last player we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Giannis. You know, we, we kind of already talked about this. Locke and I both had our opinions. You know, Giannis is a freak. Literally, he is the Greek freak. So, you know, we're not going to talk about much on our studs because... Our studs, you know, they're dead-set studs. You've seen them in the games. They're, they're that good. But our duds, you know, the first one is DeMar. We just spoke about him, so we're not going to speak about him as much. He's he's going to get traded, I think. I just don't know where he's going to go. If he goes back to the east, it will be better for his career. If he goes to the west, a team that I wouldn't be shocked to see him go to, actually, would be Utah. I think Utah would be a nice spot for him because you got Mike Conley, you've got Donovan Mitchell, and you got him trade Joe Ingles trade Dante Exum you know put a first rounder in there maybe trade maybe you have to trade Bojan Boganovic but that's a nice that's a nice three with Gobert you can get a nice four maybe not win this season but next season that'd be a nice team so yeah I think he's going to get traded but you know I still think he's got a lot of potential but the second dud we're going to talk about and I'm going to let Locke talk to him first because you know I've just been talking way too much right now we're going to talk about Ben Simmons because he wanted him on this little dud list what do you reckon about Ben Simmons right um. now
1: yeah, I think, look, yeah, he definitely hasn't performed to what, you know, his previous seasons, he's currently averaging 12, 7, and 8. Yeah, that that's not a bad stat line, but, you know, last year he was putting up about 17 points a game, so he's down on the points, but I think um, Philadelphia in general, they still haven't worked out their their way of playing um, with all the new pieces in there, and um, I think, yeah, he's got to work out, you know, teams are starting to work him out a little bit, and, and he's obviously scoring hasn't been as as dominant as it was last year but I think um yeah I mean look he definitely isn't he's underperforming to what we we usually expect from him um but I think I wouldn't keep him on this list for too long as I think once Philadelphia you know find their feet as a team then it'll be something exciting to watch um they do have a you know I think a finals team um in the team that they do have and I think they could be easily you know Eastern Conference finals um but, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. and Once they get clicked, you know, they click, and then it'll be good to finally see them on a roll. But I think, yeah, I think he has, he has performed. And once he's sort of, he's, you know, the leader, he's the point guard of the team. and You know, if he gets going, then the whole team's going to get going. But, yeah, I think um, you could easily see him getting off the list. But for now, you know, I think he needs to take that step up.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't, he's hit it on the head properly. So we'll, last person I want to talk about is Laurie Markkinen. Now, for me, Laurie Markkinen was a player, you know, that, I thought he was drafted pretty highly. You know, he did have a couple of good years of success, but, you know, he hasn't been looking very good anymore. I mean, could be in a slump, but he's not even finishing games. And if you look at Chicago, you would think he was, you know, their best big. He's not anymore. I think one of the Carter's their best big, but he just hasn't looked good at all. You know, I, I, tend, I tend to see him on the bench in fourth quarters, which for me, he can't be doing that. He needs to be on the court. He needs to be that piece that Zach Levine can rely on, that Kobe White can rely on. He could be injured. You never know. He could be going through certain things, but I'm not too sure. Just looking at his playing, he hasn't been playing good. He looks a bit disinterested. So I think he just needs to get back into the love of the game, you know, get into it more, you know, have have fun with it. I do I do like Jim Boylan as a head coach for the Bulls. He's a very passionate coach. He's a players coach, and he's going to get the best out of your players. So I don't think he'll be a dud for as very sorry i don't think he'll be a dud for much long longer i just think he needs to find a bit more passion for the game which he, he he can definitely find and i think for him if he gets one or two good good games he'll get on a bit of a streak and he'll get back to the lorry market and we've seen Lock, what do you think about him right now
1: yeah i think you know he came into the league the first two years and he was a good player to watch um you know stretch four slash five he's a seven-footer. Um, but yeah, he's um he's got a nice, very, very sweet three point shot on him if you watch him play. Um very exciting to watch. Um there's a lot of potential with him, but yeah, I think he just hasn't he hasn't really performed uh at the start of the season here. But I mean you could say the same about the Chicago Bulls in general, that they haven't performed um to their highest expectations. But um yeah, I think look, he like you said, he could be in a slump, he might be dealing with things that we don't know of, but you know, it'd be interesting to see a player, see if he can pick it up. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, for the Bulls' success, he is a key. Uh, you got Zach Levine on that team, I think, is a key. And he's been performing really well. Um, but I think, you know, in order for them to get wins, you know, Kobe White's been doing all right. But I think, you know, with a two-year player like Laurie Markin, he should be pl- performing a lot better than he is. Um, and that's just, that's that, really. Uh, but that's it. That's all i got to say about him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, well, hang on. I'll, yep, go on. I'll
1: get your, uh, your take you
0: know, thoughts on Melo in Portland? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's he's going to score the ball, but it's just, I don't know why Portland took so long to get him. And, like, it's funny because we're going to talk about Portland for a bit, but, it, you know, it's it's Mello. He's, I think, the 17th or 18th all-time scorer. So he is a top 100 player ever to play this game. That could be a hot take. I don't think it is.
1: No, you're not wrong. But he—he's a, a machine, like, like
0: he's a scoring machine. How can you not have him on a team? Yeah, and he's not coming off the bench in Portland; he's starting. So for me, twenty-nine teams all could have used him in this league, in this team. I mean, in his—in sorry, all the teams could have used him in his roster. So I think it's funny it took so long. It's it, the slander he used to get was pretty garbage. So I—I I, I think it's fantastic for him. I think he's proven people wrong and. You only need one chance, and he's he's been dominated right now.
1: Yeah, I think I, I agree. I just wanted to bring him up, you know, because he, you know, the, we haven't had that podcast for a while, and that was some bigger big news over the uh, month of November as Melo signing with Portland and come down, comes out and, and it doesn't look like he's skipped a beat. You know, he has one tough game where he scored 10, but apart from that, he's been averaging. Just
0: before you say, he had one tough game where he scored 10. 10,
1: yeah, still double digits. He's averaging 16.
0: Right? What the hell?
1: So I think, like you said, of all 29 teams in the league, Portland's the uh, best situation for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, guys, um, make sure you follow us on Spotify, uh, Breaker, and Radio Public. We're going to have our social media be coming up in the new year, so very shortly. So we're going to get into that. But apart from that, have a good day, have a good night, and we'll see you guys soon. Take care.